0: For me, it it gave me like a confidence boost to know that I was, it's okay that I wanted to shoot differently. Like it's okay that I liked the out of soft focus and it's okay that I love strong backlight and sometimes it misses focus.
1: Hey there, you're listening to the creative frame podcast and I'm the host Allison Jacobs. This is a podcast where I interview other photographers about their creative process and what inspires them. One of my goals for this podcast was to create a sense of community where we're all lifting up and celebrating female artists. I imagine this invisible thread that ties us all together, connected through art. I think it's just important to cheer each other on as we move through not just life, but our lives as artists. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to pick up your camera, to experiment, get creative, and look for the light. My goal is to get back into a rhythm with recording and publishing new episodes, so please subscribe and follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Every share helps other people find it, and hopefully that spreads creative inspiration. Now, for today's episode, I'm talking with Kristen DeCosa. Kristen is a child and family photographer in the San Francisco Bay Area, known for her unique abilities in capturing light and mood. She believes in the wonder of connection, laughter, and love in everyone. Kristen is a wife and mother of two boys who can crack a joke with the best of them. In this conversation, Kristen shares what inspires her what her process is when she's shooting family sessions, as well as her commercial work, along with a lot of insight into herself and how she approaches photography. I loved this part of the conversation since it left me thinking more about how we all bring our own unique experiences and points of views to our work. I'm excited to share this one, so here is our conversation. Hi, Kristen. Hi Allison, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. I cannot wait to chat with you.
0: I'm really excited. I was thrilled that you reached out and asked. i was been looking forward to it.
1: Good, good. Well, let's just jump right in. I was thinking when I was looking at your work, just how you shoot so many different genres, you know, from families to portraits, you do beautiful still life. Your use of light is just amazing. So I would love to have you just share a little bit more about how you got into photography and how maybe you got into shooting all of those different things and what your main area of focus is right now. Sure. That was kind of a lot in one question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll do my best without sounding like I'm droning on and on. So I'm definitely, was an artsy kid. Um, my background was drawing and coloring in college. I have my, um, what I studied was graphic design. I shot photography and like film and Polaroid stuff just for fun, but it wasn't anything I thought could be a, a business or a career. So um, after I had my kids or actually even before that, we always would do like girl trips, you know, like with your girlfriends on trips and stuff. And I was the photographer. Like I took pictures of us, you know, at dinner and, but I was always also drawn to the details just naturally. Like I wanted to shoot the little table setting. I thought was pretty really whatever, caught my eye. And I think as creatives, we feel this way. We just see things differently. And I don't know, I think it's just, it's an innate innate in us. And then it does definitely develop the more whatever um, avenue we choose, whether it's photography or painting or whatever. So my girlfriend who's into market is does marketing. She just had would always comment like, you know, um, your work that you're sharing, like with us as girlfriends looks like what's coming across my desk you should pursue this. And I was like, oh, but mind you, I knew nothing. I shot in, I shot in auto, you know, I had a little rebel and I just shot in the flower mode, which, you know, cause I like the depth of field I knew, but I didn't understand any of it. I just liked the look and um, obviously composition because I think my graphic design background. So that always just was in, just naturally comes to me, but um, I had to learn to use the camera and I had to learn light for sure. I didn't know what I was doing. So I just kind of, chucked away at it. I kind of laughed it off to be honest for years. Like, no, no, that's just, you know, not going to be my thing. But, um, the more people were sharing, cause I was taking photos for my friends, like at parties. And that's really where it got started is I would take, um, I answered a call on like a mom's, you know, like a mom's network and a neighborhood network, um, looking for someone to photograph her daughter's first birthday. And I thought, geez, I've done this so many times just for myself and for my friends But at that time, it was also very, which you probably remember, um, everything matched. Remember, like the invitation match, the thank you card and the little thank you gift match. So I would design all those things for my girlfriends because of my background and for my own children. I would create these massive, you know, it was a, it was really a thing. I think it still kind of is, but I'm sure you remember it was really a big thing in the what mid 2000s, (laughs) making myself sound old. And I just flat out answered and I showed her my Shutterfly albums that were literally my own children and my girlfriend's kids because that's all I had. I thought, I'm just going to try. I was just was going to try. And she hired me and she shared what I shot, what I shot for her. And that's honestly, that's all it took. And it just went off from there. So I shot for a good year with my rebel taking work. And then I was like, oh, um, I need to learn, like properly learn. I had taken little classes and definitely read loads of blogs and, you know, things like that. And another girlfriend of mine uh, told me about Click and Moms. Well, it was, sorry, Click, Click Community, but it was Clicking and Moms at the time. I'd never been on anything like that in my life. I was like, what is this? I have to have an avatar. I mean, this is, I mean, this is making me sound old, but I, this was all very new to me. And um, I sat and lurked for a good three months. It was very intimidating to me to see that kind of work, but I was so drawn to it. And I'm really a competitive person by nature. So I really wanted to learn, like, I really wanted to learn how to work my camera. And my dad bought me my first Mark II and it came with, or he purchased with it um, a 24-105 because of course the guy at the camera store said, oh, she'll be a wedding photographer. This is what you'll need. This is, this is the the standard setup. So again, I didn't really know what a prime lens was. I didn't know (laughs) what zoom, you know, I, I didn't understand what any of that meant. Um, L glass, like I didn't know anything, but, um, I knew that camera was smarter than me and I didn't like that. So I wanted to learn how to master that camera. So I just started taking classes with, um, click community, like every, then it was like rock your camera. So I took all of those. And then I was like, I didn't know any difference. So I'm like, oh well, 100 goes to this. Like I had no idea. So I took like Sarah Wilkerson's. I don't know. Did you took those too, right? Yes. I, well, I don't. Were think, we in like, class
1: together? Probably over the years. I actually never took um, the very beginning classes. Okay. From Click, but I took a bunch of the. Now what are they called? Um, like elements of design something create composition and yes. creativity
0: or something yeah. like that. And then, yes. Yeah. So yes. I, just I feel like we probably, I feel like, Oh, I'm it sure. just Dinged with me. I feel like I, we were in class together and that was super intimidating, right? Because those gals really knew what they were doing. And I was like, Oh shoot. I just learned how to like get in the manual. I was like, Oh my gosh. But I didn't know any, just out a naivete, I was just like, Oh, 100 to 200. <laughs> like here, we're going to go the next one. Um, And that's really kind of how it got going. And honestly, word of mouth, I just can't say enough of it. I mean, I would have my little blog and a little, I have at the time, you know, even like a little site just so somebody could go see something. But um, of course there wasn't Instagram. I mean, I wasn't on Instagram until 2014, I think that's just how it got started. And honestly, still, I don't use Instagram really um, as my business and marketing tool. For me, it feels right to just use it as a space for them to get to know me and i know that's really what the blog and stuff is but it's very very randomly are people seldomly are they going to blogs and I'll, i mean i'll get bookings off of that but um rarely will i get an actual full booking from instagram
1: and it was fun but prior to instagram to have the forum i think because that was a way to share what you were mm. learning in the classes and to get you know get feedback and ask questions so i remember the pre-instagram days and i think that was one reason why the forum was such a big place to go and learn because you could see what other people were shooting. Just like we go to Instagram now, totally. and you go on and you you ask somebody, you know, how did you create that? That's amazing. Or what gear were you using? How'd you get that light? And th- those were the things that we were asking on the forum totally. back in those like, days.
0: <laughs> perusing the daily project every day and just being like, oh, like, I want to be able to do that. I had no, I didn't know I wanted to shoot families. I didn't even know I wanted to do this for a business. That is the honest truth. When I got into it, I really just wanted to keep learning. I mean, that is the truth. I just, and I loved that it was an outlet that I was enjoying.
1: And you shoot, it seems like looking from the outside that you shoot a lot. And it maybe sounds like if you were shooting all of your personal things, you were doing the parties and your friends events and your own events, and then it transitioned to maybe taking on some clients to do that Mm -hmm. same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're taking classes and you're learning. So also being able to shoot that much and that often and then learn each time really how I think helps grow oh, your skills. Totally.
0: I shot every day. I bet you maybe two, three years straight. I bet you. And that now this is what I wish somebody would have said is you don't have to create a piece of fine art. Every time you pick up your camera, that was a lot of pressure. And I know a lot of people still do that to themselves because it's very difficult to look at what's being shared, especially I'm sure it's way worse now with Instagram or if I had been then now, you know, starting it's digital. I know you shoot film, but it's digital delete, like, let it go, like shoot, whatever. I think that's why even with my still life and I encourage beginners, you don't have to always shoot your kids. Like that's a lot of pressure. You're trying to get them to sit still. You're trying to get the light, right? You're trying to get your settings correct. Like learn light in your camera first so that you're ready to shoot. You know, that, the the next, the subject next, I don't know. I'm so I guess, yeah, I just, First and foremost, I'm always just very attracted to light. And I know that probably sounds cliche as a photographer, but that it is the first thing I am like, ooh, like that gets me like, and even just throughout the day, it doesn't matter. Once I learned how to see it, which, which honestly was through classes on at Click, I, can, I couldn't stop myself. Like it was like an obsessive, like driving around and being like, oh, oh, you know, like one of those things. And now it's just become, and that's why I love the iPhone, shooting with the iPhone, because- How easy is it just to like capture that moment, right? And it feels, for me, it just kind of fills myself. It might not always get shared. I don't share as much as I take for sure. Yeah, so the party thing just rolled into people asking me, like, we loved it. We loved spending time with you. Would you share a family? And I was like, ooh, I better learn some more. (laughs) I need to like, I better really, like I would never take something that I didn't think I could do. For sure. I mean, that would be just, that's something, you know, Now I do think there is a level of fake it till you make it, which, you know, maybe some people don't prescribe to that, but, um, you got to learn. I definitely think you should try, you know, challenge yourself always. And my biggest thing is I never wanted to feel like, ugh, I don't want to go shoot. I think setting expectations
1: is a really great way to maybe start trying some of those new genres. Mm -hmm. Like you gave the example of sharing your Shutterfly albums And that gave the person who was deciding whether to hire you or not not, an opportunity to see what kind of work you do. Mm -hmm. I did that with friends when I started learning photography and then all of a sudden people are asking me to shoot for their Christmas card photo or do the family session and I would share what I where I was like this is an example of my skill level. If you are okay with that, then yes. And if you want something different, then here are three recommendations for people in the area who are amazing because I never wanted somebody to be disappointed, but at some point, yes, you do have to start trying to shoot it because until you shoot a family and you see all the areas that you have questions, I would leave with questions. Okay. Mm. I needed to come up with for myself. I wanted to have a sort of an idea of every single kind of shot that I needed. Otherwise I would get in the moment and I would leave and feel like, Oh, I missed that one shot that I wanted to get. Or I would ask the client, of course, you know, what's the one, what are the one or two shots that you really want to get? And then I would make sure I got those and then try some of the creative stuff or then try more of the practice things, but you have to start somewhere. And yet, right. You don't want to jump into a wedding if you've never even shot a family.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. And 100% do I, do I still leave and be like, oh crap, I forgot. I really wanted to try that or damn it. Did I get enough of, you know, X and you know the dad. Cause I am guilty of focusing on moms and their girls and stuff. So that's, that's, I think that's normal. And I feel like we should be honest about it. I wish like more and more people were honest about like how many images they actually deliver. Because I remember when I was starting, I was like, oh, I'm not doing this right. Cause I'm delivering a lot. And then until you finally, like someone finally opens up and is like, oh no, I give like a hundred. You're like, oh, thank God, because I'm doing the same thing. I was, you know, like, and like, as you said, slowly moving through and putting yourself and trying new things. Like I knew I didn't want to do the minis. I knew I wasn't going to do the props and setup thing. I tried them. Absolutely. For sure. Because I think starting out, you see other, you feel you have to do those things because, oh, well, X is doing them. That's what you do. But you have to figure out what feels good. And, um, again, that goes back to like, I never wanted to feel like I didn't want to pick up my camera. So I've been very fortunate that I could take what, who I wanted. And I think being an intuitive person, I've been pretty good at like reading emails and reading, you know, like, and like you said, I have zero issue with being like, I don't think we're going to be, I don't think I'm actually the person for you. I don't think I'm the photographer for you. Like, I would love to do this for you, but I think these three people might be more your speed. And quite often it's because people, if they even once say to me in an email, we're just looking for that one shot. I'm not your girl. Cause I am not gonna, we play, like I get, we are like, we spend two hours. My sessions are two hours and we are doing all the things and it is super fun. And even though people feel really intimidated about it, that have always just done the smile for our Christmas card. I've never had someone not say that was so much fun. Like they, they enjoy being a part of the process. There's just, nobody asked them.
1: And it's, it's nice to hear you kind of give that time frame for all the things that you tried to get to where you are now, because I think that can be intimidating as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody can look at your work, like on your website, and see the kinds of photos that you're producing, and think, "How did she get there? That's amazing. I'm never going to get there." But hearing wh- where you started with shooting your own life, to trying different things you were seeing other people doing to see if they fit for you, to figuring out your process and your you know your style and what works for you, and then being able to really deliver and continue to grow with that piece that's really authentic mm-hmm. to who you are mm-hmm. because that's, it's hard. I, I agree with you. Um, when I first was on Click and Moms on the forum and I was learning and I would see people post photos and I would think, okay, I just spent two hours trying to shoot and I maybe got one photo that needed a lot of editing that mm-hmm. I was willing to put out there on the forum. And it was like, how are these people shooting so much and doing such beautiful work and I'm working so hard and I'm getting the one that I think maybe is good enough to put out yeah. there. Um, yeah. so just knowing other people are practicing that much and they're trying different things and it doesn't just come overnight.
0: Well, no. for some people, maybe it does. It didn't for me. I don't think it does. To be honest, I think I'm calling BS on those people that say, because you have to hone your skills. And I also think just as important as you were saying, like, I think people need to figure out and it, and this is a part of the journey a hundred percent. And that's not something you, I think you take into consideration when you're getting started, what feels right for you like you were saying families are still life or whatever. Like I kind of knew I didn't want to do weddings. Like it just never called to me. I think what work, do I appreciate that work that people do it? Of course. I think it's beautiful, but it didn't, I just never called to me. And I didn't even know that families were going to call to me. And how would I ever have even have known that I didn't want to just do everybody sitting and smiling like this? How would I have ever known that? But what, every time I found myself like, taking them into a pocket of light or don't look at the camera or, you know, like I found myself asking these things and, but I wouldn't share cause I was scared to share publicly. Obviously they would get them, but the more just taking um, classes and I've done the, like retreats and things like that with um, definitely I try to choose things that are out of my box and out of my comfort zone, especially with um, retreats and things like taking different ones with Yan, Yan Palmer, for example, Those gals there were maybe were family photographers, but they were all shooting film and they were all definitely doing different things than I was doing. But when we talk in a circle with people like that, you're really not that different. And you also you're all probably coming from a similar space. And that was a big like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. Like looking at your work, I would not have guessed that we felt the same way at approaching X or whatever. But that gives you kind of a for me, it it gave me like a confidence boost to know that I was, it's okay that I wanted to shoot differently. Like, it's okay that I liked the out of soft focus and it's okay that I love strong backlight and sometimes it misses focus and I'm blowing up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. It doesn't have to look like everybody's and maybe I want the more moody look and the fine art. I'm very drawn to that, but I feel you do see that more now. So I've, Trying to sound relevant, but getting started, you didn't see that. Like in 2014, 15, 16, you weren't seeing the moody, different, funky, missed focus shooting through things, getting low, shooting like you weren't seeing those things. And so I thought I was doing it wrong.
1: That is such a great point to make. And I think there's two things that I heard in what you just said. One, there's so much value in talking with other photographers and hearing. Their process and their thoughts when they're shooting and taking that into consideration when you're looking at their work. And then, and then the other part was talking about, even if you feel like it's not what you're seeing everybody else doing, trying those creative things and seeing if they work for you. And I think I agree with you that we do see, there is so much more of that. Now the double exposures shooting through things, like you said, um, thinking about how you're using light to help tell the story or bring Mm -hmm. feeling to the image, Mm -hmm. but that, isn't something that I think automatically comes to mind, especially when you're shooting a family and you're wanting to get photos that you know that they want. So I think trying to think outside of the box when you're in the
0: moment is it takes practice and it takes time. And Oh, a hundred percent. It takes practice. And I, I tell people that, you know, when I am teaching classes or people ask on, you know, whatever they're messaging me, I mean, now it's a part of my flow to shoot something weird or it, and again, remember, I'm digital. So if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Like I don't put the pressure, like it, it just it doesn't bother me. And then sometimes it's like the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know I was like gonna get that. Like, you know, that happens too. But um when I was getting started and really wanted to incorporate more fine art looks and creative looks, I promised myself to give myself 10, 15 minutes at every session. And I was always super upfront with my clients, like. I want to try this. Like, I don't even know if it's going to work. Like, can we just give this a try? Like, can I just put you in this funky light? Would you sit in this grass? Can I climb in this bush? And you're not going to be like, what the hell is she doing? Nobody ever said no. And it was totally fine. And people were cool with it. And guess what? If it didn't turn out, no one ever said, Hey, remember when you climbed into that tree? Like no one said, I didn't see that shot. Like it wasn't a big deal, but I just tried. And the more I did it, it just became like I said, a part of my flow. And it's now it's what I'm getting booked for. Because then you have to also put yourself out there, right? You do have to start sharing the kind of what to you is weird. And I know we all are gonna have different levels of what we feel is weird. I've learned that too. But like you have to start sharing those because otherwise you're gonna continue booking the people that aren't seeing you what you want to give. And I really guess I'm giving. I'm doing what I love and I'm giving them images that they love, but I truly believe like I'm giving them like art. Like I really want to give them it's, I'm not so much the path of like, I'm preserving these memories. I'm just being really honest. I know that's people are going to hate me probably for saying that, but I, I want to give them something that looks like something they didn't think they, they looked like. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I want to show them what I see when I look at their family. And it's not just everybody smiling and looking great at the camera. Like it's really catching a very small minutiae of a hand grazing a hair or the way like someone just hold it held somebody in for a second. Or gosh, the way it just you naturally smile when somebody says something kind about you that or your kid does something funny or cute or your husband says something. Like I don't think people realize like how gorgeous we are. <laughs> and I think that, that might sound silly, but I just that just fills me up to like i just absolutely love that i to me that is like the 100 times the 100th when someone just and i catch it like that look and i and it it takes time like you said there's been lots of practice lots of practice and really reading people that's a big part of it you know you really have to you have to put yourself out there if you want those kind of connections back and again, I think we're all going to be different in that process. And that also took me some time to figure out, like, I love the very, like the deep, dark, connected holding faces. I think that is beautiful, but guess what? Um, That's not me. I don't live my life like that. I am not a touchy feely person in my life. So why in the world would I direct families to do that? And that took me I'm not kidding. kidding. longer than I thought to connect and maybe other people figure that out, but just, you have to continue to stay true to what you want to produce and what kind of person you are. Like, obviously I'm an extrovert. I'm loud. I'm a funny person. So I, I connect with the laugh, the laughter. Like for me, that just does it for me. Now I still want the quiet moments. I like those and I shoot those, but I have to bring myself down like very purposely, like, okay, I talk a little quieter. I bring them in a little quieter, you know, like take big breaths, everybody. Let's just naturally let me see where your bodies fall into each other. And so again, that's just a part of, you know, that's another way of, I'm getting a different feeling while all just being together at that one time.
1: That's such a great point that you made about how, I don't think you said it this way, but you know, who you are, you know, yourself. So some of those words you just use extrovert and funny and loud, we all have to bring who we are to our work. And I know that that is something that, you know, people will say things like, oh, you can see yourself in your work, but I, the way that you just described it, I think was so much more tangible than I've ever heard it said before. So I love the, the fact that you're talking about how you know yourself and you know what you can bring to your sessions Yes, and because of who you are, and it's yes. so true. We show up as who
0: we are, and the energy that we have
1: with people shows up in our hundred
0: percent. Yes, yes, yes. The energy. That's thank you for saying that. That is exactly. But it took me some time to figure that out. I didn't know what that was, so, and you know, like I can have people that are very quiet come to my sessions, and you know, I'm ta- I talk a lot, so, but. You, you have to also try to match. Like I would never try to over, you know, overtake somebody with my, you know, whatever. But just, I think what I also was trying, to, I wanted to say is like, do you can appreciate someone else's artwork and in their, in photography, no matter whatever genre it is and think it's just so beautiful. But if it isn't something that naturally feels what you want to create, I think that's okay and acknowledge it like acknowledge it that that's okay. You know, I think we're trying to work. Sometimes you're just always trying to do this one look like, and I just had to be like, why in the world would I do a sexy kissing couples photo? I'm not a sexy kissing person. Like <laughs> Why would I even consider like, it took me and, you know, just, and I think just when you going to classes or conferences and you sit in these rooms with these people like again that's another uh, that I always will go take something completely different than what I do because I've never not learned something even if it's not a genre I don't shoot never never have I been able to apply something to myself you have to go in with an open mind for sure like I think some people are like just know that I wouldn't do this why am I going but you have to sit down with an open mind but um, so the more I was watching, you know, these people, this—they even move like they're sultry, and I'm like, oh, of course, why would I'm not going to do that? Why would I even think I would do that? But that took a while to to click for me, anyway. Yes, <laughs> and maybe to have to try it. I I did a family
1: session for a friend of mine and they've got five kids and I tried to do like the kissing photo of them and meanwhile there's five kids and <laughs> I'm laughing like you said I'm that's really not who I am I don't bring that like sultry yeah sexy vibe um, <laughs> it's more of the bright and light and fun and um yes. so it was it ended up being really funny and she actually asked none of them looked good to me and she actually asked if where's the one of us kissing? Because she thought it would be a sweet one. And in my head, I didn't like any of them. It was just uh, like, no, that's not me. It was the yeah. one and only time I've ever tried that. It just, yeah. but I, but I had to try it. I had to try yeah. it. Oh, you absolutely I, have to I try wanted it. it. And I thought that's a really good example of what you were just saying. I had to figure out, oh wait, that's, that's not me. I can't bring that to the session. If they're looking for that kind of a session, then there's other people who do that beautifully mm-hmm. and who I admire and I love. And Some days have those moments where you're comparing yourself to everybody and think, why can't I do that? Why, why isn't that me? Why can't I bring that to a photo? But it's just not me at the end of the day. And so I have to keep bringing what I can, which is something totally different and try
0: to find the value in that. Yeah. And like what you said, like you tried it and even saying like, well, I, that's not, I couldn't do that. Well, you did do it and i could do that of course but you looked at it right when you saw it and you were like oh it didn't feel right that's i think what was a clicking for me i was like i was i executed it but it didn't feel right when i looked at it after i took it cuz it wasn't true to what i would what i was seeing and shooting i guess or what would feel feel right for me so it's yes. not so that you couldn't do it you know i feel like i see a lot of that especially you know people getting you know getting a little bit of steam and they're getting kind of you know noticed and recognition for work and they're trying So then they think, oh, well, I'm going to do this too. But I'm always kind of sad sometimes. I'm like, oh, but remember what you were getting? You were doing such different work. Like what you were shooting was so for you. I could tell. I can still tell when people's doing something very much for them versus what they think needs to be produced and shared socially because that's what the masses are saying is okay. Okay.
1: Yes. And I actually appreciate that you said that you don't see one of your goals as preserving memories in sort of the traditional sense that people say. You obviously are preserving memories when you're shooting families, but the things that you're looking at are, you're seeing through your perspective, through your lens, and you're capturing those pieces for that family. Like you said, the way a mom might brush, you know, the hair away from somebody's face. I don't think you said it that detailed, but those kinds of moments, um, you're still preserving memories. It's just not. The one shot with everybody looking, and right now with iPhones, the fact that our iPhones are so good, (laughs) I think it's easier to get you know, you can go to a beautiful place and have some hand somebody your iPhone and get a nice photo of your family. So, if you're going to hire somebody, you're hiring them for their artistry. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me that you want to create their eye. You can,
0: yeah, they're hiring them for their eye. I would hope that you're doing that, like you know, you are looking at their body of work through whatever on their website or whatever they're sharing. Also, like, I want a sense of who they are. Like, I want to know what kind of a person, like, it wouldn't be great for me if somebody, if I, even though I love their work, but they were um, really, I could tell their stuff is very quiet and they're definitely standing back from the, uh, all the shots, like their family are being set from afar. I love it, but I don't think that would be a good fit for my family. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like that kind of a thing. Yes.
1: Kind of thinking about your graphic design background. I, and when you said that, I immediately thought of some of the still life that you set up. Mm-hmm. And I can see now that graphic design background probably coming into play with the way that you style things for your flat lays. And mm-hmm. I, you do a nice, um, you do a really nice job, I think, of sharing some of the behind the scenes and helping people see how you crafted that. I know I've seen some of the videos you've put together for mm-hmm. that. How do you see that kind of aligning with the family and the more professional work that you do? And yeah. how do you, how do you have that come together? It all looks consistent. I know you said you use Instagram to more kind of share who you are and less about trying to get clients that way, but it's still all, it's cohesive and consistent. It's still you in all those different kinds of genres.
0: Right. So I think, I know everyone's in a rush to figure out what their style is. And I was the same a hundred percent. I was, that was that person included. And I just over, it does, again, I hate saying it's over time. It takes, you know, you got to get that way. But for me, I really, just to get, to figure out what my style was, I used Pinterest and I got created boards and it was anything that caught my attention and it could be clothing. It didn't matter. Like it was anything that I thought was pretty. And then I had to really look at like, what were like the top three or four elements that kept showing up? And then, and I would just write it down and just be like, oh, I am really drawn to that. I didn't, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Like whether it be color or um, the use of light or lines. I mean, I'm a big, I had to figure out, oh boy, I really am very drawn to lines. I also really don't like images that always make you feel comfortable. So I realized that about myself also. So I love anonymity. I, but then, so for a long time, even with my commercial work, um, they would always be like, okay, well, you're shooting a lot from, from, from from behind. Like we also need their faces, you know, and I had to catch myself. So then I had to challenge myself and really shoot a lot of direct gaze. Like, you know, there's just, I think you go through phases for sure. So, um, with the still life, my, I would say about 20, 30% of my work is commercial work also. So I shoot for properties, so hotels. So, um, what was nice about my, portfolio, even just being able to get my foot in the door with that is, um, my lifestyle. My style is very lifestyle. And my God, I don't know how long it's been now. Um, they were switching. Those properties were switching to wanting that vibe. They didn't want the like kids in the pool smiling. You know, they wanted it to look more lifestyle and show the properties. And it just happened to be these people enjoying it, which is really how I approach even my family work. Like, Yeah, I want to make you look beautiful, but I am 100% drawn to what a light is doing on a certain wherever we are in location. And then I want to put you there. I don't first think like, oh, you look so pretty. Let's get a safe shot, (laughs) which I probably should, but I don't. I definitely am like, ooh, let's just try that first. So with my commercial work, because I was shooting flat lays and food just for fun, just on my own, making something and shooting it. Um, I can include that in my portfolios and then property. So I'm really fortunate. A lot of these I'll shoot their food for the, you know, the property up to the rooms, to the property itself, to whatever is given on that shot list where instead of versus bringing in um, like two or three photographers. And it just taught me to, again, use light, right? Like, I mean, you are put into places where it could be like nine in the morning and you're shooting, you know, like a hamburger and it's harsh light but that's what's on the, you got to figure it out. So because of that, that absolutely pushed and honed my skills for families and vice versa, really. I mean, just shooting all kind, all the things, like I was always doing it, but I wasn't sharing it because I didn't think it was right to do. Cause I thought my Instagram had to only be my family work. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, I don't know. I just, and it, honestly COVID was a big part of it. The beginning, you know, when everything just shut and my we weren't shooting people, <laughs> my client, you know, everything stopped, but I was still shooting flowers and I always was still shooting flowers, but I was like, I'm just gonna share them. I'm gonna why not. And then it just actually gained more traction that way. And my clients, and when I do meet with clients, they want to talk about it. Like they'll bring up, you know, oh that picture you shot. Like it kind of opened up. I did, didn't think of it that way. I didn't know that was going to happen, but that's why I said, I now do use my Instagram as more of a place to get to know me. You're going to get, see my client where obviously my work you're going to get, but, um, you're also going to get a bigger sense of who I am and what I enjoy. And it kind of just opened up the door that way. And I wasn't expecting it to happen, but it did. And I know a lot of people need Instagram for sales and for that kind of thing. But, um, I also always have to ask, well, what would you do if it wasn't Instagram? Like you can't, maybe you got recognized or whatever, trending, popular because of it. And this door opened and you're able to do these things because of Instagram. But how would I have known you before? Why aren't you sharing? What would, would you stop sharing? Would you stop producing? Would you stop creating? Like, who are you? You know, like I, I heard a quote once and I hope I do say this right. Are you an influencer or a creator? And I was like, "Ooh, boy, that kind of hit, right?" Like, no, I'm not an influencer. (laughs) I'm that, you know, that's not what I'm here for. So that's not. That's why I stopped looking at the app that way.
1: That's such a great point. And you can be a creator who ends up influencing, but oh, totally. Thinking about it, like, why are you putting your work out there, or what's your ultimate goal? And I think you putting stuff out there that is not just your straight family photos, but is things that you maybe are shooting for yourself or the commercial work that you're shooting. That is something that is a dessert for the hotel restaurant Mm -hmm. and saying that that's a way of you sharing who you are. I think also maybe hopefully might open the doors for people. Just kind of gave me a light bulb moment when you said that. I, I feel like one of the pieces of advice for Instagram that I always hear is you've got to put yourself out there and you need to share who you are. And I've always found that really hard because mm. I kind of keep a separate sort of this is my photography life. And then I've got my work life and they can't always cross over. But you saying that you're sharing some of those things and it's a part of who you are is an is an example of how you can do that without getting super deep or personal. <laughs> doesn't have totally. to be everything. You don't have to be putting everything out there on the table. Totally. Maybe- and actually,
0: you're just saying that that's probably why I was comfortable doing it that way. Because I'm not going to share all the things. I don't feel comfortable doing that either <laughs> in person. Yes. But sometimes I feel it's hard on those apps or so it's just, cause I think you come I know I can come off a little, maybe a little short and harsh sometimes. So I'm like, I try to think of different ways because in person people are like, Oh, you are, I would never have, you know, I was so scared to walk up to you and I'm like, what, how is that possible? Like what? That's ridiculous. You know, like that's so crazy. But I think just like you said, that's a, that was probably why I was drawn to doing it that way why not? I just was like, yeah, that I felt comfortable with doing. And it didn't, it was not easy at first, for sure, just to be like, I'm gonna throw a floral up there. But, um, you know, joining loops and finding little communities of people that shoot completely different stuff than you do. I mean, the floral loop I'm in, I don't even, maybe a few of them are like family photographers, but most of them are still life landscape, you know, just doing something different or the double exposure one when that, you know, popped up, like, well, I guess there are quite a few DSLRs of us, but like the film girls, I don't know. I'm very drawn to film, even though I don't shoot it. I'm very drawn to the, the way they, you see and process. And I don't know why I've just always been, I just have never taken the plunge to, to go to do really do it, do it. But, um, yeah, I think you have to think a lot before you take it. And I didn't realize I do that with the DSLR, you know, like I I know I say, I joked and I said, you just delete it. It doesn't work, but I am not just pounding off tons of shutters. I don't, I'm not, I'm like, really, I take, really take my time. Like I even tell my family, like, I I promise we're just going to get, I'm going to be this detailed and then I'm going to back out once I know what's right, but I want to get it right. You know, to get started. That's just my own, my process. I don't, I know a lot of people just shoot, you know, often people are like, oh, we're done. That's it. You got, that's all you just, you got the shot. We're going to move on. I'm like, yep, let's go. Like we got it. You know, I'm not looking at the back of the camera. I'm not, that's just the, the way I'm shooting. And you know, sometimes you might have a mess and you're like, damn it. I really should have slowed down, but that's a part of the process.
1: (laughs) Right. And that's something that you've probably built confidence for over time. Plus Mm -hmm. when you're shooting digital, yes. On one hand, you can experiment all you want. You can take 20 shots of one thing and then you've got to sit at the computer and figure out which one of those 20 oh, shots is the best. And if they I all look a lot, I mean, if they all look alike, then <laughs> you've got a lot to try to, it's like A, B, A, B, yeah, A, totally. B. Like it's yes. like you're trying, it's it's time consuming. So if yes. you know you can get the shot in two or three and pick one of the best of two or three, it's going to also cut down on your calling and your editing and all the yeah. other things that come when you're
0: shooting digital. Yes, so. I think some people love that process. I am not that person at all. Like I'm a very minimal editor. I know what people like when I show back a camera is like, I could give you that. No, I mean, of course we have, we all make, you know, little errors, but um, I could give it to you. I'm just not because I, because I had to teach myself to do that, but that's because I don't want to sit on the other end. I don't enjoy that. That is not my, why I do this. It's not the part I enjoy. I wanted it to look, you know, cohesive obviously and give people what looks the most beautiful but I'm not spending they're not going into photoshop and like adding things like the light all that stuff you see that happened like that was there.
1: And so when you're looking for that light and it's it's funny to backtrack really quickly I was just having a conversation last week with a photographer friend of mine and we were trying to both remember where learning light fell in our journeys because I think that it's so important. And like you said, you took classes and you learned just about light. You Mm -hmm. can shoot in manual mode, but then learning to see the light and know how it works and then know how to expose for it and how to shoot for it. All of that is a whole nother piece, I think of learning photography. And for me, the light piece just opened so many doors. I feel like when I look at my before I learned light work and my after I learned light work, they look completely different because before light, I was doing a lot of really safe. It was like the kind of learning to maybe have somebody stand under an overhang so that it's like, yeah, open shade so (laughs) that like the light's coming into their eyes, but it's just, they're all one, the light is just very even and soft. Mm -hmm. Um, And then learning how to use light another way. So is there one kind of light that you feel like you're drawn to the most that you really love that you go back to all the time? Or do you feel like you're just like any kind of light? Give me all the light.
0: Um, For sure. Give me all the light, but I am a hundred percent boy. Give me backlight, strong backlight. It's my favorite thing to stick that sun right behind someone's head. Like I can't get enough of it, especially with like a 35 and just get it right up in their face and just figure out, how much light I want to let leak in and not leak in. And um, that is super fun to me. Like I'll, once we do the portraits with the, like I'll shoot with a 7200, let's say, for example. And then I slap that 35 on and I'm always like, okay, now we're going to play. Like I always tell, you know, my client, like I'm going to get right up in your face. Don't worry. You can see how tiny the little lens is. It's just a very different look. Um, That to me is super fun. I love that. Not necessarily like the backlight for my, flat lays and still life for some reason, this doesn't feel as right. But, um, like I have to tell myself, okay, we just shot a lot of backlight. Like not everybody loves haze. Not everybody. Like I definitely through a session have to be like, okay, easy girl. Like go stick them in like some, you know, <laughs> go get them in some shade and get a lot of filtered something behind them to help them. Because, you know, not everybody, you don't want a whole session filled with just, you know, well, maybe I do personally, but, um, ooey gooey, golden backlight. Like I definitely try to um, give them lots of different kinds of light throughout the session. But for me, the first thing I'm drawn to is backlight. But I'm also, again, I'm looking at what's happening to the leaves in a tree. I'm watching the grass. I'm looking at, I know I'll try, I'll look, okay, it's going to go this way. So we're going to move this way throughout a session. What on a location, wherever we go, always watching the back of my hand, like to see what that would look like. Um, moving it back and forth. It's such a, I don't think people realize it's could be such a m- tiny movement of a person or something, you know, one way or the other that can really blow the look of it. So like, and I know with editing, you can add depth and brighten the person up and then let the back, you know, that kind of thing. But I really am trying to get like, when I say like in, in camera, I can see those tones happening that is right. Isn't that so good. It feels so good to me. Like, that's so fun. I get really excited. And like, if they're naturally happening, it's so on the back end, you're just barely naturally enhancing it. Right. You're not having to add that depth. You can, I know you can people, you know, that might be a part of their process, but I'd much rather like figure it out. Like, and it's just a fine line, not even just light, but I think people need to explore shadows just as importantly as learning the light. Like the temperature changes. I don't think people like, I don't, I always say I'm not technical, but then when I start talking like this, I guess maybe I am more technical than I think I am. I look at the temperature of the shadow just as much as what the light is happening, because if I put them too far in the shadow, they're going to be cool and dark and I'm shooting, everything's manual. So I'm not shooting auto white balance, none of that. I'm controlling it all because again, I don't want to fix it in the back end. And I think Gosh, with all like presets and things that people, I feel for like photographers that are getting into it and they are posting like for critique and they're like, I, you know, and I can tell if they slapped a preset on it. And I'm like, something that I wish I had figured out or someone had said is you're not going to shoot like that person that developed that preset. That was also a big, like, oh, duh. Like, of course that person shoots an auto, which is fine. Everyone has their own. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's going to be cooler. 100%. Your the lights cooler, the shadows are cooler, the tones are cooler. So their presets might be really upping the saturation and the warmth and lifting the, you know, the um the tones of it in post. But if I don't shoot that way, what's that going to look like on my image? It's going to be look crazy, right? It's not going to look like theirs. Mine are not underexposed. So if I crank, you know, if I slap a preset on some of those and they're beautiful, but it's not going to look right on my work because I'm not shooting that way. So I feel like people really, you got to kind of take that into consideration. Like, why can't mine look like that? <laughs> you know, like people say that kind of thing, boy, I really, yeah. I mean, study. I mean, study it all. I've definitely just within my own eye and mind, I've just learned like, oh, I don't like that. Look, I want to, you know, I want to keep them just within that play of where the shadow starts to get a little cooler. I don't want to put them in where it's cool, but, but that's my style. I like it warm. So that's also my style.
1: Yes. And I like my what you said, style. you you don't see yourself as a technical shooter, but then all of the things that you just talked about are very technical. But I think when you have all the experience that you have, sometimes those are the, not sometimes, I think those are the things that become second nature. Mm-hmm. You're not actually stopping and and thinking about that in the moment in the session, you're just naturally moving through as you're scanning and you're seeing the light in the trees, you're seeing a little spot of where there's some shadowed areas and maybe you need to get away from some of that ooey gooey light. Um, and the preset thing, yes. I mean, if only. It would have saved me hundreds of dollars at the beginning right. of the day if it somebody had said,
0: yes, like because you're so, How I mean, come- they're beautiful and yes. no, they and never you work. You're doing it wrong. And you think you're doing it wrong. And that was so like, I just, it took, you know, I just was like, oh, wait a minute. And it also, again, it's, you know, the, if sometimes they'll show the before and after, of course, when you're buying it, those the presets and things. And I was like, oh gosh, more often than not, they're really dark. <laughs> they camera is cameras, super dark and it's cool. The shadows are cool. So that's why I would try to tell people if you're, especially, you know, they're always worried about shooting in a forest or someplace that's really condensed light and I'm like, you're not, again, don't just consider what the light is happening. If you're going to have to correct what's happening in the shadows, what's happening, all that is in, in the photo, the color, the temperature, not just the light also in the shadow. Like, I don't want to have to lift it off of somebody, you know, everyone's like, Oh, my clients. Oh, well, you're going to Photoshop. Or you're going to fix it. Make me look glamorous. I'm like, I know how to, where I have to put you in the light. I'm cause I don't know. I'm not going to do all that. If I, if you are in the light correctly and I'm using the light correctly, you're going to look amazing.
1: Yes. And I I think everybody's got their own piece of the process that they love for me. Editing has never been the part that I loved, which is one reason why I think film is such a great match for me, because like Mm -hmm. you said, I would much rather whether I'm shooting digital or film. I mean, especially with film, but with digital, get it as close as possible. I want to do the least amount of editing. I don't even crop very often. I even try to compose. What what you see is what you get. What How I'm composing the frame is how I want my final image to be composed to the very best that I can do in the moment. Yeah. I mean, obviously sometimes there's a horizon or whatever, yeah. something has to be fixed. But I remember somebody at one point saying, that she always shot pulled back so that she could crop in. And oh. I thought, I do not want to crop in every single image. Like she wanted to get herself either. space for for um I guess mistakes or space for getting the composition that she wanted later. But for me, I want to get it in the moment. So if uh-huh. I'm shooting a close-up of somebody, I am cropping in yes. with my camera. I'm yes. literally moving closer to them and I'm getting as close yes. as I can to get that frame how I want it color, white balance, all of that exposure. I want everything to be as close as it possibly can be because I want it to go as fast as possible on the other (laughs) end. Otherwise you just, for me too, things just sit there. I'll shoot and then I'll pick the one or two that maybe I like and I'll edit when it's my personal stuff, Mm -hmm. the one or two photos that maybe I like, and I'll edit those and put them on Instagram or whatever. And then I've got all the rest are just sitting there and yeah. I might go back to them and I might not. It just yeah. depends.
0: Oh, I'm the same. I am. oh, totally the same. You should see how many flower pictures are in my catalog. I mean, it's ridiculous for sure that happens. But then I'm also like, oh, maybe I shouldn't delete that yet. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, when you're learning, I don't because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I definitely do say don't forget to take a step back because you're trying to learn not to crop limbs and things like that. So and that's why I also think a prime lens is essential when you're learning because it teaches you to move your feet definitely teaches you to compose in camera. And then you have to kind of, once I, once I, when I got a zoom, I had to learn like, oh, dumb, dumb, you can zoom. Like I had, I kept, it was so like ingrained to move. I was like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. But yeah, I'm not a big, um, I never thought about it, but I guess I don't do a lot of post cropping either. I never have thought about it until you just said it like that. Yeah. Composition is huge, right? I mean, just as important as light and learning your camera. I can definitely, you can tell like which sets it apart when people are on that journey, like figuring things out. It should not be neglected. It should definitely be just as important a part of the, of your process moving forward. And I don't care. I, and it crosses all genres. I don't, I'm not just talking family. I'm not just talking. It's just as important in food, in still life, in flat lays, like you have to really consider you should learn the golden ratio and you should absolutely learn what lines and spirals mean and how, why you'd want to take your eye to the upper left versus the upper right. I just, I do think, and I mean, I took a lot of art history also paint, studied a lot of paintings. It's just interesting. You could, I mean, for as far back as you can go, those principles and rules are the same. Yes, they really are. And I think
1: that was why I was saying I could see the graphic design in your flat lays, because of the composition. I think that it looks, I think generally speaking, people think flat lays might be simple, but to Mm -hmm. get a really good flat lay Mm -hmm. with the right kind of composition and colors and light and all the things, you have to think about all of those things for a flat lay, even if it just looks like you've arranged things (laughs) on a piece of, you know, a board or a tabletop. But I think that it, it makes a lot of difference if you've, studied composition and you're using those when you're styling
0: yes and in macro and in florals it I mean composition is huge I see a lot of people asking well how important do I need to learn this or why is this off or or even images that get shared I'm like it's really pretty but boy if they would have just cropped here and our eye would have landed here you know things like that but I I know I'm picky about I admit that I I am that kind of I mean I am that kind of person when you're making your own setups. Yeah. I and I think just even like around my own home, you know what I mean? I think you should really look kind of like what what's your style in your home. Even like I have little vignettes all over my house and I will, ups, if I change something, I am like, Oh, I'll take a step back. I mean, everyone in my house thinks I'm crazy, but I'll take a step. Even my porch. I redid my flower pots yesterday. I mean, if anybody walked by, they'd be like, what the hell? I would walk up and down myself to make sure I wanted that pot to be just the right. Like I am a little bit, you know, but that's just, that's just me. Well, it's served you well with your photography. It definitely has lent. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's why, you know, yes, I've studied and I worked really hard and I took a lot of classes, but a lot of it just comes naturally because I think over time, that's just kind of the person I became.
1: Yes. Well, and when you're analyzing things as you go, then you're building on your skills for the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's been so good to talk to you. I feel like we've talked for like an hour and it's gone by so fast. I know, sorry. We talked about so much stuff and I knew you wanted to talk about the doubles and stuff. Uh, we still can. I just don't want to take more yeah, of your no, time. Yeah, no, no. I you.
0: um when I when you'd send a couple of like thoughts to think about. So the doubles, I had never tried it before. We were oh except for like on iPhone playing, you know, on Snapseed. And of course in film seeing people's work and stuff like that. The click at Clickaway Atlanta. And, um, I was sitting with, gosh, it was like Ardell or something. And I'm like, will you just show me on your back. I'm a very visual learner also. And that's also how I a hundred percent am on my sessions. Like I like, is it okay if I take your husband, I want to show you like what we're doing or your kids, you know, it's better for me to do it that way. And I'm like, can we just quickly show me what your where the settings are, like what you do, what, where it is. And so she's like, you know, sitting there, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, I rem- remembered myself what to do with that. And then when everything, again, I wanted to push myself to try something different, learn something new. So obviously that's where the florals came in because I was too scared to use it on people, really too nervous to do it at a session for That took some time to and some like confidence to build up because, you, you know, I don't do it in Photoshop. They're all done in camera. I don't take, I'm not taking away any element. What is shared? If, if it's a double, a multiple exposure that happened in camera you know, it's, you can mess up, exposures can be messed up. And, you know, it can be all that kind of stuff. But um, just to put out there for people to, like, I just wanted to try something different. I wanted to stretch my brain in a different way. It made me shoot every day again, because I wanted to figure out what different light would do to a layering, soft light in my kitchen, or going outside in harsh light, or playing in a shadow. Like, I really wanted to learn and like you were saying, the more you do something, you're honing another skill. Boy, did my composition skills come into play, right? Because you're trying to layer in camera. Because again, I mean, if I'm going to shoot it for me in my art, I want to do it in camera. That's my, that's just my creative part of it. It's not in the editing. It's not erasing some part of it or whatever is happening. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> so, but that strengthened my composition skills without knowing that that's what I was going to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if we just constantly are trying different things, I'm sure people have found that, like, I'm going to shoot just black and white, or I'm going to shoot only in the shadows. Like it makes another part of your brain is working. And I think that's great. I love Yes. And I think giving yourself a focus too.
1: I think it's just, it gives you something to focus on. And of course you're strengthening your technical skills. Like you said, composition skills, how you're using light maybe even your editing skills. Mm -hmm. I find doubles sometimes can be a little tricky depending on whether or not I've gotten the light and the layering right, Um, my exposures right. Oh yeah, oh, I've
0: had lots of errors. Trust me, lots of errors, lots of deletes. That's why I was so scared to try it with paying clients. And I was like, can we, and I always ask, can we just try that? I don't even know if it's gonna work. And there was some where I'm like so close where I knew what I could do to do it better. I'm like, can I just, I know, I'm sorry, but I just wanna try one more. (laughs) You know, and then you're like, cause it's, you know, three different or whatever it is, but you're, you know, so, and again, getting it composed, I want to be able to get it composed in camera. So it's just a very, I don't know. I think it's a challenging way. I know not everybody maybe wants to play that way or work that way. I know we're all going to be different. Last summer taking a, um, uh, like a portrait class. Somebody's mentioned something. They're like, well, why didn't you just take it away in Photoshop? It was like a double or something. Why didn't you just, you know? And I'm like, oh, I don't know why, but we also were talking about enneagrams, like your numbers, and I'm an eight, and I was like, oh, of course, because why? I'm the Challenger. Why in the world would I want something to be easier for myself? I'm, I mean, that would just be silly. And there, you know, it just kind of again, that was a clicking moment. That's like you were saying, you should. T- it's great to be able to bounce and talk ideas with other, with people. And I hope that you have opportunities to talk with people that don't do what you do, because then it feels comfortable, you know. Like, I want to want someone to be like, oh, I don't do it that way. And then, oh, that's interesting that you don't do it that way. It might not feel great to me, but how interesting. Like, I wouldn't have thought of it like that. I love that. I love that so much.
1: Yes, I do too. I feel like I grow more when I have conversations with people who do it differently mm-hmm. or have a different approach mm-hmm. than people who do it the same as me. Although I think both are great. Oh, exactly. Totally. You talk with somebody who's doing it the same, it's comforting. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, good. Okay. I'm on the right path. It's working for somebody else. And you talk to somebody who's doing it differently then it challenges you. And for me, I'm the kind of person that like, I'll question, okay, well, should I try it that way? And i maybe I will like, oh, they're doing their doubles this way. Okay. Maybe I'll do that and I'll try it. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't work for doesn't me. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, they're composing their photos in camera with a step back. Maybe I'll try that. And I actually did try that This was <laughs> years and years ago. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those things that stood out to me that was so different from how I was shooting. I'd never heard anybody tell me they did that before. And I think I was, it might've even been in a composition class. I was working on composition at the time. And I remember thinking, okay, well, maybe I can improve my composition by using that approach, but it just, that's not how my, that's not how I shoot. I'm more of an intuitive shooter and I see something and shoot it or frame it, or I have a vision of how I want it to look. And I will stand there until I've got what I want. And I take the one shot versus hoping like I don't know. So anyway, no,
0: totally no. I know exactly what you mean. I remember when I was first getting started. And this gal was sharing, you know, when people and I'm amazed by those people that can do stuff in Photoshop. Like I'm that, that, that's another re- way of me being like, wow, I appreciate what you do. I don't want to do that, but wow, props to you. And she was like, it was like a really pretty picture in a field or something, and she wanted to show her skills how she removed like a porta potty or something. And I remember thinking, well, why didn't you just move? the other side. Yeah. Like I, like that would never have occurred to me to be like, Oh, I'll just remove it. Like that would, would sound terrible. Like I would just, I would have moved the entire person, but that was her process. You know I mean? That's why I think photography is so cool because everybody really comes at it, even though it's, they, we may have different approaches. We really, it is that the same, the heart of it is the same, you know, we all have similar Like, you know, when you hear people speak and you're just like, just like you and I are nodding at each other, like, oh yes, yes, that's, that's, that is right. That's the way it feels. Um, Yes, I think it's, I'm, I feel very fortunate, really fortunate that I found it. It found me, however that happened, why it happened in my life that way. I'm so thankful that I get to do something that stretches my brain differently. I'm always learning. Gosh, if you think you're done learning this, then you maybe are done with it in general, because they're constantly learning meeting people. Like, I love that. I love the challenge of like, you know, I don't do a lot of location scouting. I don't send a questionnaire. I don't do, you know, like, I want to like, I'm very much like you're saying intuitive. I want to like off the cuff of it. I just, I like that. It's just part of a, you know, I like the challenge of it.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think that's one of the, one of my favorite things about photography. Well, actually two of my favorite things you just mentioned, one, being able to talk to people. It's it's the same thing for it's photography. We all have a camera on our hands, but the outcome is so different. Everybody's approach is so different. What they like, what they're drawn to, how they shoot, their why behind it, all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just never there's a never-ending fascination for me with learning that part for different people. Yes. And then the other thing too that we're always growing. I had wanted to start a a new project, a new personal project, and then COVID happened, it kind of got set to the side, and I did like one piece of it. And it was a stretch for me, but I felt good about what I produced. And then somebody sent me a photographer friend of mine who knew about this project, sent me a link to somebody's Instagram who was doing something not the same, but similar. Mm -hmm. And I immediately thought, oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's who I want to be when I grow up. And okay, (laughs) now my stuff looks very beginner. But that that's where I want to go. And you know what? I mean, it might take me 10 years. It might take me 15 years. I might never get there. But whatever. It's just I can see where I can continue to grow and continue to push myself and continue to to get. It doesn't mean it doesn't take anything away from what I already have put into this project. Right. It just kind of helped me see a little bit more of maybe where I could still go. Mm -hmm. And And, I might
0: show you something different. Yes. As we're on these projects and on these journeys, like it could totally take you in a direction. You were like, oh, I would not have thought I wanted to do that. I wouldn't even have thought I, that would be drawn to that or, or whatever, you know, I think that's what's so, that's what I just love. And I just, I, I, w- I think it is more open to people being able to do what they want now versus like how I felt when I was getting started in things. And, you know, just, you don't have to just shoot people. If you don't want to shoot people, you don't, it's okay. Like if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. You know, people that aren't comfortable in front. I, I I think that's okay. Like there's just such a wide range of places that you can still do what feels right in your heart and to your art and what you want to share. Like, and honestly, like good for you for putting something else different, <laughs> proposing like different stuff out there. Like, I don't know. I applaud people when they or do different things. Yes. I, mean, I don't know
1: if I'm, doing different things, but I don't do families right now. And so I do have to stretch myself to figure out what to shoot. What Mm -hmm. is the subject? Mm -hmm. Um, there are things I love, obviously the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, I shoot there a lot because it's, I'm just, that's my place. That's my place. I love to be. Um, but I do have to find, I have to stretch. I have to push myself to do things like flat lays or food or use creative strategies to make the beach look different or Mm -hmm. ask people to work with me on projects. Mm. And I only have one son and he's a teenager. So while I might shoot photos of him for my own personal work, those aren't things that I share anymore. So, um,
0: Oh yeah. My kids aren't ever on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I do have to push myself to think outside of the box of just people because I don't have as much access to people.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, that makes sense. You're right. No, I should. You're right. I should take into consideration that what you have access to what your your business may be or not be or what you want to do. You know, how do you even get into that kind of thing? If you do want to shoot people and approaching it like that, you know, that is definitely something that has to be considered. And it's not easy for everybody. And it wouldn't be easy you know, if you didn't have, you didn't have little kids and you weren't, you know, going to the preschool or whatever, I'm just using an example or the elementary school. And someone's like, Oh, you have a camera, you know, how that, you know, that all starts. Yes. Yeah. I think it's also, so in your just, I know you, I don't want to take over time either, but I'm curious. So when you're doing like landscape, so do you feel that you still want a human element? Yes. I mean, so, looking, but are they somewhere there?
1: Yeah. So what's really funny is that I would never call myself a landscape photographer. I feel like there are very talented landscape photographers, and I do not see that as something that—that's not what I do. I don't have yeah. a tripod. I'm not I out there yeah. doing. You know, I—I I have a tripod. I just would rather handhold and yeah. shoot whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do really like a human element. I—I I have to force myself to get in closer. I like lots of little people from afar. Mm-hmm. I like getting up high and shooting. Mm-hmm down if I can, even if it's just standing on the pier and shooting mm-hmm. down. Yeah. I like little people along yeah. the, the beach. I like the little spots of color. Yeah. I like h- how people, I'll wait for people to move sometimes to get the right kind of composition with the way that people are showing up. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't identify the people, which I don't know that that's called anything. It's just like what you were talking about earlier. I've just sort of learned over time when I do shoot and then I'm looking at my images and I'm thinking about what are the ones that I think, yes, that's what I like. That's what I, I want. And I, that's the one I decide to edit and post on Instagram or whatever, but I do like a human element for sure. And I would love to be a street photographer someday, but I Mm -hmm. live in an area that does not, it's not conducive to that. I mean, maybe a little more in the summer when there's more tourists and more people kind of everywhere, but it, it's just not that kind of environment. It's not like New York where you can literally walk by and shoot all these people and they don't even pay any attention to you. If I took a picture of somebody in my town, they would look at me and ask, you know, what did you just, did you just take a picture of me? What was was that about? And I'm, I'm not brave enough to get into all of that right now, as much as I might think that it would be amazing to shoot like stranger portraits or street portraits or something. But um, that's a project down the road. Street portraits. I would love to just stop people and actually say, can I take your portrait? And here's mm-hmm. why I think you're interested. Like, this is what's interesting to me. Can I take your portrait? But I'm not there yet. I ha- I'm not there in my life. I'm not there in my photography. That's not something that I've tried to take on. Oh, but I just hope to, you,
0: I hope you get there.
1: To, to answer your question, yes. I like a human element. And I am always on the lookout for bikes and surfboards and surfers and people and Things that add to the frame. Yes. lifeguard. Tra- I love lifeguard tracks. I love lifeguard stands. Oh, I think- <laughs> God, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just I'll wait for the lifeguard to come out of the inside. So he's yeah, like the red and the that. red and the flag. Like the flag's <laughs> going this way, and the lifeguard's looking this way, or. Yeah. And those are not things that I think anybody probably sees when they look at the photo themselves, but those are things that are in my head as I'm standing there looking at a lifeguard stand. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the truck to drive so that the lines in the sand go one way. And then somebody with a surfboard is going the other way and the flag is like, I I'm seeing all of that in the moment.
0: Yes. But I don't call that landscape. I don't know what that's called. Um, I don't know what that, that, what that's technically called either, but I, It is sort of street, but I know you're on the beach. I know I get what you're saying. So I do appreciate, like, I think as a photographer that's studied things like that, I see that in your work. That's why, I I mean, I, that's why I asked. And like, when I see like a really good street photographer, like, holy cow, like the composition and what I know what they waited for. I don't have that level of patience. I appreciate it. I think it's awesome. But like, even you saying like, I'll just sit there and wait, like I would give up. (laughs) I'm like, I do sometimes. Yeah. Like I I just, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, this is not, but see, you're so you're like, that's just another way. Like you're just drawn to like waiting for that moment. And I get it. Like when I see, so when someone posts those kinds of images, like I get it, like it's cool, right? Like you're just like, whoa, but to wait for that kind of a thing. And like, even you mentioning, you know, the tracks in the sand, like, of course you did. Of course you waited for the lines to like, so you could compose and stuff like that. I think that's so interesting when people break down. I like that kind of stuff. That's cool.
1: Well, and to be fair with a teenager who has a job and is in school and in sports and all of those things, a lot of times I'm by myself. So I have time like Mm -hmm. on a Sunday afternoon, I can go for an hour and a half. And if I'm at the same beach that I go to once a week, not much new is happening there in terms of just generally taking a picture of the composition. I've kind of gotten where I've had to, try to push myself to think outside of the box because I can find those same sort of go-to compositions that I'm drawn to that I like, but I've shot them a lot of times. So if I don't wait for something else that's just naturally happening in the day or look for something different than that's happening that day, then I'm ending up with the same shot that I've taken 10, 20, 30 other times. Right. And so that's also a piece of COVID. I used to travel a lot and I would, and I would consider, I mean, I loved to shoot while I was traveling but then haven't been traveling. And so that's forced me kind of back to my own backyard and looking for new ways to shoot the same place. But look
0: at how that honed a different skill for you. Like, you know, just like what we were saying in the beginning, I mean, that strengthened a whole different way. You had to push yourself and look at something differently. Like a lot of my locations, because people, of course they like, I want that one. So I go to a lot of the same places. I don't ever get bored. I never am upset that I have to go to the same place. Just, you know, like you're saying, I'm going to the same beach every time. Well, I'm going to the same spots all the time too. But just like you, I want to mix it up, right? I want to challenge myself. And not only do I want to do give them beautiful photos, but I want to, I don't want to be bored. Like I got to figure out ways to like, you know, change it up even just for myself. So I think that's to you, like you're saying, well, this is just what I'm doing. But I, when I what I was hearing was, that's not what I heard. I heard like you were really, You know, you were being, you were pushing yourself out of your boundaries and you were looking at to purposely do something in a different way, which is that's how we grow. Yes. And you don't know unless
1: you try it. I think it's interesting when people will comment on something like film soup is kind of out there, I know, and people will comment and maybe say, like, oh, I could never do that or like, I'm scared to try that. To me, I don't have anything to lose by it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I was shooting through a a chain link fence the other day. Like this is either going to be brilliant or this is going to be horrible. And it's not that I haven't tried it before. That's not like that out there, but I was trying to figure out how to use, how to use the fence to either create blur or to frame Uh like the Harbor behind. I was like standing up above looking through a fence down below the Harbor, trying to figure out if I could frame something was just trying to think, how can I use the fence to help this be a more interesting photo? How can I use it to add, add another layer? Yes, And it may or may not work, but if it doesn't work, well, then it's a couple of frames that didn't work and it's no big deal. That's different than if you're shooting professionally and you have a client that you're shooting for. So I'm only talking about just me out in the world with my camera, trying to create something different or push myself or look for new ways to shoot the same thing. And in that case, that's when I—that's what I mean when I say it doesn't really matter if I lose a frame or two and it doesn't work.
0: But I really, even on my commercial stuff, like you should shoot it. I encourage people to, sh- even with my client stuff, I mean, I'm shooting digital. So obviously it's not a, you know, it's not film. So it's not a, a huge loss. But even on my commercial stuff to to what you're saying is, you know, they weren't really into the hate when I was getting into it. They wanted all very even safe light, all that stuff. You know, I brought lights in, but I was obviously seeing this back like, right. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I would always just say, Hey, can I just take a couple shots? Well, what happens? They like those. Oh, we would not have thought of shooting the grasses that are on the property with, you know, a model's hand running through it, but gosh, what a That is absolutely what our property does look like. That's what that that light feels like when you're here. So I do think you should still put a little bit of yourself out there, even if it's not what you think you're necessarily deliver. What you're being hired for, of course, but also like don't forget who you are. Tried, you know. The more I shared those hazy backlit shots, that's what they wanted. Then the next time I see on the call sheet, that's what they was on the, and I was like, oh. Oh, you wanted those, like you know? Yeah, you like those pretty, like you know? Oh, you're gonna actually share one with a flare. I remember the first time a commercial client used flare, one of my shots with flare, and I thought, oh my gosh, like that was a big deal, like you know, like in camera, like a funky flare, because that was a kind of a not a thing you saw for sure. I think you, I do see more and more now, but you know, it just they don't know, you they don't they might not know what you see. Like that's why why you should bring your artistry to it, and don't discount what you think comes easy to you. Just like you know, I think some a lot of people do like, "Oh, that's just the way I do it well, but it's different, and you should still share it and honor it because somebody could be like, Oh my God, I would never have thought that that's awesome that you do that just because you think it's silly or oh, I just do this, like I hate when people do that. no, you don't just do this you put like there's something it came from somewhere, like you're drawn to it somewhere you've that was that's a part of your creative process why you, why you wanted to do that. Yes.
1: And I think the sharing what comes easy is important because what comes easy for me isn't going to be the same thing that comes easy for you or that comes right. easy for somebody else. Yep. And so I think that's been something that's been interesting, even just over the last year that I've been doing this podcast, listening to people actually describe their process or be able to put into words what they're doing has been so interesting to me in terms of even thinking about what does just come naturally Mm -hmm. and maybe seems easy Mm -hmm. for, for me, like for me to be introspective for my own shooting and my own work and thinking about what comes easy for me and then being able to articulate it and realizing
0: that that may not come easy for somebody else. Yes, totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And honor it, like be okay with it, that we're going to be different. Like I can love it. What you're doing But it wouldn't be necessarily something that I would approach or be easy for me. But that doesn't mean I don't love it in your work, for example, or or, or vice versa.
1: Yes, I think that's one of the things that's so fun about having the opportunity to shoot with other people in a casual environment. I had a friend who was in town a few weeks ago just for uh, we had like one and a half days um, and we were shooting together and to see we were literally standing in the same spot and to see her photo and my photo and mm-hmm. how different they were mm-hmm. and of course when i saw hers i thought i can't believe you saw that how did i miss that like <laughs> the way that she framed yeah. it i i totally i didn't even see it i like i did not visualize or see what she captured and was blown away and loved it and it's just so funny how you can be standing right next to somebody else and shooting the same thing, and it's going to be completely different because yeah. you're bringing your own perspective, your own voice, your own style, your own experience, and it's just going to be different. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no, totally. That's like when you know when I teach at conferences and they're shooting classes. Um, a lot of times they'll share the work, or they'll or I'll ask if you want to share, and I'll share it with who was in the class, kind of thing. And I mean, obviously, I set up the light, I did all the things, but they're all different, right? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, cool, like I, you know, I think that's fun. Yes. Yes,
1: that is definitely. And you've gotten to do some photo walks and things. I'm sure it's even, even you see even more variety when you've done the photo walks and the conferences,
0: even when you're pointing things out. Oh yeah. I mean, a person that really hones in on their like street photography skills, which aren't, I can appreciate it. I see it, but I don't have the, I don't do it enough or I haven't sat in practice. You know what I mean? Like that's not where I feel drawn to really pull, but I'm always I'm like, damn, that is cool. Like that's so cool that you saw that. I always love that. I think that's really that's neat. Yes. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for
1: taking this time today to talk to me. This has been so fun. I feel like I, thank you. I thought I knew because, I like you mentioned before, haven't we done some classes together? I feel like we've kind of been gone along these yeah. all these years, you know, yeah. in a little bit of the same. Um, I'm, in, here, in some I'm of the sure same we
0: have done some begin like stuff in the very in the beginning. Yes, I'm yes. sure. I feel like I would recognize your your still life stuff, but yeah, it just goes. God, time
1: goes fast, right? It does, it does. (laughs) But it was so fun just to hear so much more about your process and how you shoot and what you're looking for, because I just love your work and how you use light. And I'm so blown away by, like I said at the beginning, the way that you can just bring all those genres together. And I can see why- commercial like hotels and places want to hire you because you can just do all of the things. So
0: it's fun. I'm like I said, I feel very fortunate and lucky that I get to stretch myself and use this craft in different, in different ways. Very fun. A lot of fun. If it's not fun, like I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, I'm glad it's still fun because your work (laughs) is
1: beautiful. We would miss it if you weren't doing it. So is there anything new, any new projects or anything you have coming up that you want to share? classes you um, teaching or anything
0: yeah, well there so there's um click away in chicago july 8th to 10th so i'm teaching three classes there if um if you're already attending or you don't know what you've signed up for yet i'm happy to answer questions talk about that gosh i think this is my eighth one i've been i've been fortunate to talk at or teach at all of them i've always i'm like ooh, should i apply again they're going to be so sick of me but um, I enjoy teaching so much. I really love sharing. I love when people like, you can see like something click. Oh, I just think that's, I love that. And I love when people are like, oh, I still do. I still use what you taught, you know, however many years ago. I wouldn't, have, you know, and I'm like, really? That's so cool. Like I have those people for me, but I don't ever see myself like that for other people. So I think that's wonderful. But um, yeah, so I have that it click away there. So it's a couple of family shoots about using light and mood. And then, um, a creative, one of the sh- classes is a creative shooting class, which is so much fun. Um, I put it out there and, um, pitched it for Atlanta. I was nervous. I didn't think they'd want to pick cause it was different, but everyone that attended had so much fun. And I loved being able to just say, go for it. And we just brought all these different things to shoot with and shoot through. And I mean, literally I had so many different things and I just let people like go. And purposely, purposely try to mess up, like purposely do something different. So that's, so I have that class there, um, as well. So just that one's being taught once, but that one, um, so there's, you know, a mix. I do what I'm like comfortable with is the family thing. And then I also want to like, you know, encourage people to, um, try something different, put them, put themselves out there. Like what you're, what your mind and what you're initially want to be drawn to follow it once in a while. <laughs>
1: Yes. That sounds very fun. That would be the one I would, I would want to do if I was going to be coming the
0: creative stuff. Yeah. Just try play have yeah, fun, do something different. Yeah. Like I said, I always, if I attend these things, I'm always taking classes that are outside my genre just because I, you know, look at something differently. So I think I'm taking like a boudoir a women, you know, like I did that before in Atlanta too. Like I don't shoot that, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to try, I wanted to listen to their process. It was interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah, that sounds
1: like good advice. Yeah. I will also link to Instagram and your website too, so everybody can find you there in okay. the show notes as well. So thank you again for talking thank to you. me. Thank
0: you. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would take a screenshot to share on Instagram or with a friend. Tag me and Kristen so we can see it and hear how this episode inspired you. Thank you so much for being here with us.